Welcome to the Road to Mars podcast. I am one of your hosts, Simon, always here with your other host, Arian. Greetings, everyone. My name is Arian, and I thank you for listening and sharing your time with us. If you enjoy this podcast or feel some changes could be made to make it better, please leave us a rating or a review. Indeed, this will help us improve and provide top quality content. Remember that this podcast is not designed to go into depth on various aspects. The goal is quite simple, to give you a broad view of whatever the topic may be about. We remind you that we do not consider ourselves experts on any given subject, nor are we professionals in any regard. Therefore, all opinions expressed are ours and do not constitute financial advice in any way whatsoever. In fact, we strongly recommend that you perform your own research or consult a professional or a person who is licensed in the area you need help with before making any decision. So what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about the, to- the topic we love the most, financing. I mean, Beauty. I mean everyone loves financing, right? They do say that touching money ain't a thing, so. Financing is a topic that I say everyone should love, but I don't think everyone loves financing. What do you think? Um, I think doing personal finances is definitely not something that even perhaps, dare I say, 50% of the population does. However, um, I would argue that most people, at least most people that I have met, do love money. That's for sure. Um <clears throat> So if you love money, you probably should love at least the basics of personal finance because that does provide just an understanding of the ins and outs of your incomes, your expenses, uh, pretty much all sorts of assets and liabilities that you might have, you know, where it is that it's going. So yeah, um, personally, I, I definitely do love personal finance. I wouldn't say I love it, but I enjoy it to be perfectly honest. You know, like at the end of every month or the beginning, I usually do it around the second or third. Just take a look back at the month. Um, see how it is that I'm doing, how broke I am. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> well, half kidding. <laughs> half kidding, right? After the stock market crash, I mean, we don't even want to look into it. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's man. not a crash, but it went really down. Now, it's a time, it's like um, like many people say, it's, it's either a time to panic or it's a time to take advantage. And I'm trying to look at the glass half full. So I am, in a sense, trying to take advantage, uh, the little advantage that I can, every every now and then here and there um lately actually i've been going more towards index funds than anything just than trying to find the next company because you can't you can't it's really tough to beat the market you know it's like almost impossible it's really to find that one that one needle in a haystack is probably one of the toughest things i i almost feel like i might as well just go and play the lottery at that point it does sort of feel like gambling (laughs) so i've been looking more into you know just index funds overall, mutual funds. That's where I'm going. But today's topic at hand, we're speaking about finances at home, right? Yes, we are going to talk about finances at home. That's why I say, like, started with, like, if you love it or not, because if you don't love it, I don't think you'll be talking to it at home or talking about it at home. So I think even if you don't love it you still need to try to talk about it because i think that's a topic that should be uh key on every household but uh, i mean some people have this kind of taboos and stuff that they don't like to talk about it you can just you definitely think that you like it 
I do learn to like it also, even when I was a kid, I was always a frugal kid. I was trying to save a penny or, or, or save here and there, uh, just, just to make sure that I have my money. I don't know why, even though I, I was a kid, I remember saving money. I don't know for which reason, because I never use it for anything. I always give it to my mom. Hey, go ahead and use it. <laughs> Maybe buy me a new shoes or something like that. Uh, How much of a kid are we talking about? Like what, what age? Uh, it's, it was, so I, I remember it was between five and six, probably seven, around five to seven. And, and I remember I was in Cuba, of course. And around that time, having one dollar, because dollar was forbidden in Cuba. And when dollar started to take the streaks in Cuba, I remember I had two dollars. And around that time, a dollar was uh, close to 200 Cuban pesos. So I have 400 Cuban pesos. <laughs> On my on 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 my saving and and I and I feel rich at that point. <laughs> but yeah, but what was the purchasing power of that in Cuba? Did, were you actually able to purchase products with that amount of money? Oh yeah, you can you can actually purchase a lot. Just guess that around that time, with a hundred pesos, you could buy. Um, I don't let me think about uh, maybe um ten pound cheese. Or, I don't mm. know if you can say uh, a bicycle. I could buy a bicycle with like two dollars, three, five dollars. So I have two, so I have half bicycle. So I have, I feel like I have a good <laughs> uh, purchasing uh, power at that point being like a kid. But actually, yeah, what I actually think I did it was get me a bicycle. Nice. I still remember my first bike actually. Um, going back to the topic at hand, though, so you stated that mainly you used to get this money when you were young, you would give it to your mom because you at first, you know, you weren't buying many things, right? So how are you handling that nowadays? Is there a specific person in your life, whether that's your mom or someone else, that's mainly responsible for your personal finances? Or have you gone about it yourself nowadays? So how, what's that story looking like? That's an interesting question, though. Uh, I always, like, at first when I was a kid, I feel like it was my money still, right? Even though I gave it to my mom to take the decisions, it was still my money. And and I I never changed. I don't remember ever changing. I always had money saved for anything that I needed. And I remember even when my mom needed some money, she would ask for me, hey, do you have any C saved? Oh, yeah, I always have. <laughs> and 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 I was like that. Now that I kind of by myself, you know, after you've reached one point in age, you are by yourself. You, know? you start working, uh, you cannot depend on your parents anymore. Uh, you need to build your family. So finally, that responsibility fall into me. And so having that saving frugality uh, mentality, it helps me. It helped me a lot, right, to to quit financing and in general. Uh, and so, but yeah, I have to start taking the decision. I have to start taking the, the steps to buy things or learn anything. Uh, regarding financing so I can move forward right and and in general yeah that's what I did how about you yeah to be honest I didn't really take personal finance serious until I was about 21 22 I remember a couple of friends of mine were like well buddy you're crazy because they used to have this uh, whole spreadsheet right and everything every single spend expense that I had every single cash expense and they were like you even write down like 30 cents expenses I was like yeah yeah no everything needs to be accounted for you know I did that about for about two years and then I stopped 
I'm going to be honest, right? So I, I wasn't as thorough, perhaps, looking back as I wanted to be. Yeah. Although I did do it for two years. So that gave me quite a bit of experience, at least to understand how it is um, that it worked. Actually, funny enough, I had a problem at one point, which I was, it was difficult for me to understand how much I was going up and down because I hadn't yet gathered the concept that I needed an initial starting balance, believe it or not. And I feel like if it happened to me, that's why I'm stating it, it might happen to a lot of people, right? So it's actually rather important when you when you do it, for example, tracking of expenses or income to have an initial starting balance so that that way you can actually gauge how much you've gone up or down throughout the different lapses of time, right? Nice. But now uh, I'm 35 now. And yeah, no, I've definitely been taking my personal finances more seriously, probably in the last three years. Um, I think it came with the birth of my children who are about to be three years old. I said, okay, you know what? I really got to not be so wishy-washy with things, you know? So I do have, um, I'm a programmer. So like, I don't like using apps for it because I know like all the information uh, that gets <laughs> exposed to different companies. And I work with, I work, uh, with some of those companies, for example. And, you know, if there is like a, a hack or whatnot. So I do actually uh, keep everything on the personal USB, which I have backed up as well. So nice. I, I, I do more of a manual approach in a sense. So like the way that I go about it, for example, I still track my money expenses that I usually just have like a pen and paper and I write it down. Um, well, usually, to be honest, I, I do it on my phone, right? And then I'll transfer it over at the end of the month to the, to the Excel sheet uh, and all to the USB drives. Oh, wow. but for everything else yeah yeah but it, it sounds like a lot but since i like i'm so used to it like it it's it's i know it sounds kind of crazy it's <laughs> manual but it's almost automated for me like i know exactly what i have to do you know like it, it really doesn't take me that long at all yeah. and when it comes to the other expenses well there's really um usually two main points that i'm looking at you know and that's usually at the bank accounts right so i'll just go to the last month um get the the expenses for the last month for example your debit card and the credit card you know if sometimes i do go a little more nitty-gritty you know because i am working with categories and things to understand where it is that i'm actually spending the money but if for example one specific day i don't have all the time and maybe i'll do it later sometimes i just take the amounts and just plug them in right but if you want to actually go into it then i go to the actual purchases through the debit card and, and the credit card right it's one thing to understand okay i spent five thousand pounds uh, oh yeah i'm in london by the way uh i spent like five thousand pounds this month on the credit card right okay cool so i know the credit card is an expense but what is what are the expenses being utilized with that credit card, do you see what I mean? So that's yeah. when you go a little more nitty gritty. So in total, I would say monthly, to be honest, it takes me about four or five hours a day, which really nice. is not that bad because I mean like five hours, like times 12, so you do for the year, it's like 60 hours. And it's like, it's less than a hundred hours a year to understand exactly where your money's coming in and out of. So it's like, if anything, that is a worth the investment. If you compare it to like other mundane things that people are doing, like scrolling through Twitter or whatever, you know, Facebook yeah. and just other things in life that are really young, necessarily bringing any value or any sort of vision for the future you know so basically we can tell the you are the one responsible for finances at your household um i'm definitely the one that likes it more i wouldn't say i'm the i'm the one responsible per se i mean uh, my wife and i both work so she's also responsible for a part of the expenses but i'm definitely the one that's more into it that's without a doubt you know what i mean and like i, I would yeah. say at any given moment i have an exact idea of like how much income I'm making or, or how many expenses I've had through the month where 
she um, she's pretty good as well. I, I can't deny that. But I think I would have more of an idea like to the dollar at any given day than she might. She might have like a more broader general idea. Yeah. But gotcha. I'm also usually trying to dabble here and there, like in stocks and things like that. So I also have to watch <laughs> out how much money I've got in order to be able to dabble into these things. Right. Yeah. But no, I like I actually enjoy the art of it. Like I literally do. Like I, um since I was young. I've always been working with computers. Well, um, just like you, I was born in Cuba. So since I was nine years old, I've, I've had a computer when I migrated to Toronto, Canada. And I've always nice. just like play with it. And I still do, right? Um, mm -hmm. So like sometimes I just like, like even creating different charts, you know, and see how it is that I can display the data, how it speaks to me, you know what I mean? Just looking at, at the at the income and expenses a different way, you know, just, just by illustrating the data a different way, it almost talks to you differently. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, it definitely says that you love it. Uh, but I, I love it too. I just, I, I'm, I'm just not that manual. Too. I love, I'm not a programmer. I love programming. Uh, but man, I don't like to when, when I'm working is work, and when I'm out of work, I don't like to be doing all that stuff. So I rather prefer to use the software. Uh, on that case, to keep track of my finances. But I love it. Like last night, which software are you using? I use Mint. I like Mint. Mint, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's pretty nice and. It, you have a lot of tools to keep track of. The so problem. what happens if they get a data hack? Is it all right for you? Like you don't really care. It's, it's okay if you don't. Don't get me wrong. It's if, if they get a data hack, um, I don't think they're gonna have only that my passwords, and I'll I'll change it. I'll change the passwords, and I have I have two steps authentication on all my banks. So I don't think even if they get my password, they need to do the two steps authentication to get into it. So I don't think it's gonna be easy for them to get into my bank account and do any kind of fraud. Um, other than that, they probably can have my financing information, but I, I do share, share that information with my law manager. I had shared that information with a bunch of people when you're investing, so that's, yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. It's 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 it, one of those arguments that it's like, yeah, I mean, who doesn't have the information these days? I said to I, say. Yeah. So, but I'm not afraid of that part. But uh, what I was come to say is like, uh, yesterday was a Sunday night, and I was like, let me check Mint, and I start checking Mint, and when I start checking Mint, I I won't stop. I go to the nitty gritty, like you say, I go to what's this charge right here on this credit card? It doesn't have a name. Oh. Oh yeah, I know where this chart come from. And then mm -hmm. I go like I have some uncategorized uh um uh transactions there, and I was like, why this? Oh okay, yeah, I categorize it, make it right, go to the right uh category, so I can keep track of that later in the future. So I exactly know what uh, where do I? Yeah, a lot of people don't realize, but if when once people start doing that, you start realizing, like I mean, it's not. People that have been doing it for a while, there's not much to realize right now. Well, there's always room to learn. They're going to be wrong. But I mean, mm -hmm. like once you do it for a couple of months, you know, um, you already have like an exact idea of where the money's coming from and being spent in. Right? Like at least you always have a general um, image in your head. Right. But for example, like at the very beginning, you know, you might not realize, oh, all of a sudden I play for Amazon Prime. You know, you may not have used Amazon for three months, you know, and you're paying for Prime. You don't even realize this, you know what I mean? So it's actually one of the best steps that one can take in actually getting control back of their finances, you know, to actually understand where everything is being spent, where, how the money's coming in. A lot of people out there um, tend to have just one sole source of income, so their salary. So that's a little easier to conceptualize in a sense. Yeah. But the expenses aren't and there might have been that one for example 
the one thing that you signed up on, on the internet, you know, is that, hey, cancel within 30 days and it's all good, you know, but you never cancel. And then all of a yep. sudden you have no idea and you're paying $30 or whatnot every single month for it. And all of a sudden, you know, that's, yeah, it might not seem like a lot, but it's almost 400 for the year. So mm, you might as well, you could have put that somewhere else, you know, buy your kids something, put it in the stock market, you know, uh, whatever it is, but you could have used it towards something else. You know, it's, uh, it's about that visibility and that's a key, key part. I would say, you know, so how do you normally tend to open up like um, financial conversations in the household, like with your wife, for, for example? Well, um, well, I've been married for uh, more than 13 years. Well, not married, like officially married, but together for more than 13 years. So we know okay, each so other. I got to ask your wife the question. <laughs> pretty well, or probably yes. So kidding. we know each other pretty well, but and so I try to remember when we start talking about finances in general, it's when we decided to live together, right? It's, I think that's the point where you should actually took financing serious in your relationships. Because while you are just dating and you know, don't know if it's going to get serious, uh, you don't know, I mean, you probably won't care about what the other person finances are. But if you want to take that step forward and you want to start living together, I think there should be uh, the same way you get naked for other things. You need to get naked for everything, every aspect of your life with that person. You need to get naked financially. You need to get naked spiritually. You need to get naked politi politically. So so that's, that's, I think that's the way to grow a relationship in general. So financially, so uh, specifically, and finance, I think that's 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 a big one too, because people when they talk, they love to talk about the things they love, right? And and the things they love usually, I mean, if they love the to go to church every Sunday, they're probably gonna tell you right away because it's something they love. If they so you kind of gotta get a sense of what the religious aspect of the person, spiritual aspect of that person is. If they if that person likes to go to F1 races. Uh, they will let you know as soon as it's like, oh no, yeah, I go to F1 races every every month, and I love to see this. Oh, this is my favorite soccer player, and I love to follow this uh, soccer team. They will tell you now. I'm pretty sure they will not tell you it's how many credit cards they have, how many debt they have, um, how much they make for income, because it's it's kind of a taboo there should, where... that, should that information be less taboo as you're stating right now for example should I, other people know that I, I do feel like most people will be like ah but i don't i don't know if that's your business but yeah should it not that it should be someone else's business but should those topics be a little less taboo in a sense i mean at, at the end of personal information right that you shouldn't be sharing with everyone uh and in general right you know, right now on the edge of social media all, all, all our secrets are out there right so we share a lot with a bunch of people that we don't even know we don't even have a relationship with so um there are key aspects of your life that you should not share with everyone i think financing positions is also one but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't share it with anyone in general but there should be a few people that you should share mostly when you're in trouble like when you are a millionaire um, if you share it i'm pretty sure you're gonna have a bunch of people that will love you and they will try to <laughs> be nice to you but when you're in trouble there are some people that you'll not also because those people are the one that might help you out or or they might tell you how can you get you know get some help 
and let's say you are in really big debt, if you don't talk to anyone, if you don't tell anyone you are in a big debt, you probably will never know how to get rid of that, how to file for bankruptcy, how to do different steps that you got to do when you're in debt. And, and, and if you don't talk to anyone at all, I think you're going to be in big troubles. So it's the same thing when you are uh, caring seriously with a partner, those topics, you should get naked financially. Yeah, they should know exactly where are your status, your financial status, and they should know exactly what are you planning to do in the future. And what I'm saying is like, if you have any debt, what are you planning to do to fix that debt? If you had too many credit cards, what are you planning to do to get rid of the, the many debit cards? Man, you don't have to get rid of the debit cards or the credit cards, but you need to get rid of the debt and those credit cards if you have one, if you have, of course. Um, but again, if if, if that's is, is you're gonna get serious with a person, with a partner, and you trust that person, if you don't trust it, I mean, if you don't feel like they're gonna help you out, or if, yeah, you, if don't... you don't trust a partner that you that you married, yeah, sorry to cut you off there. That I mean, some people don't realize it's the um, marriage is arguably the most important financial decision one is ever going to make, exactly. especially if there's no prenup involved. <laughs> You know what I mean? So all of a sudden you work it up and eight hey, things go wrong. Ooh, there goes 50%. You know what I mean? So yep. definitely you, you certainly want to have, um, in my opinion as well, yeah, some sort of trust. Uh, I do know a couple of people that that are rather transparent, I would say, with the partner, but they still have their own piggy bank yeah. to the side as well, you know, which, which is tends to, I don't want to speak for any of them, but uh, I've got the impression that it tends to be used for the less expensive or more leisure sort of purchases, but then they reserve the bigger purchases. Um, for example, like a mortgage or a car or whatnot, you know, the, the I mean, bigger expenses, right? That part Between I understand because, I mean, you can have an allowance and, and you say, okay, so because, I mean, it doesn't, when you're in a relationship, when, when you have a partner, uh, financially, it doesn't mean that you both make the same and you both have the same income and you both have the same debts, right? You get into a relationship, maybe you have a big debt and your income's not as good. So you might take a little while to pay, to pay all your debt and then to get in, in good standing while the other part might be debt-free and might be uh, really having a really good income, but you still need to share that with your partner. And the same thing, neither do you can split 50-50, like you said, but like all, all things that are uh joined like if you're living in a house either renting or, or financing it you know pay the mortgage together right and uh the same with the grocery the same with all the expenses that you will have in a normal household now if you want to get your hair done if you're gonna get your nails done and it costs a hundred or two hundred a month then we need to find a way to work that out, right? Because <laughs> it's just well, that's a pretty common expense for, especially you know, for the female sex out there, right? Exactly. They're not just getting a cut; they're getting a style, do all sorts of fancy stuff. I mean, like my wife, to be honest, the 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 place and where you she goes, fancy I mean, shoes and fancy champagne. dress and stuff, yeah. And my wife, where she goes, I was saying uh, they sip champagne when they get in the haircut, and I already know that's adding a little more to the bill, you know, just for like a glass or two of champagne. She got me back home. From the hair salon, kind of tipsy. I'm like, are you sure you were at the hair salon? <laughs> I hope she doesn't hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll get it. She'll get it. But yeah, it's it's finances when you leave alone, it's totally different. You still need help, of course. I I think so how does one help? know when they need help? 
I think you need help either way. If even if you're in a good financing position or you're in a bad financing position, you still need help. And when when I mean help, it's not asking someone for help, but you can research. So let's say you win the lottery. What are you you're gonna do with that much money? If you don't have some kind of guidance or anything what to do with that money you're probably going to spend it all in two weeks and you're going to be at the same spot that you were when before it's we happened many order. times yeah and and it happens many times so i think you help you always need and when i mean help it's, it's personal improvement on regarding finances just learn a little bit more what to do with your money invest it or not um save it or not uh spend it or not it's a uh, buy assets by liability it's up to you but if you get some help, if you get some guidance, if you get some training or, or what to do without that money, if you have extra, that will help you out. But if you are in a bad position, if you have a lot of debt, if you have uh, you don't have a good income, you still need help too. Because you might need help trying to get rid of debt, trying to file off for bankruptcy, trying to find a different way of income, right? So you can increase your income. So oh, for sure, yeah, especially in these societies. Um, sorry, were you gonna say something else there? No, no, that's 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 good. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, especially in these societies, you know, like the capitalist societies that we live on, there are so many different ways to make money, you know, and that people need to learn that in general as well. It's not just a nine to five all the time, right? There's a, a million different revenue streams, which we've spoken about in the past, and we can touch up on a different podcast as well. But certainly, no, I agree. So it sounds to me that the the key foundation here is financial literacy, right? The yep. education about yes. it, the, the awareness of it. Uh, it is, I, I do find rather unfortunate that not enough school programs out there um, in the United States where you are, as far as I'm aware, in the United Kingdom as well, where I am, where I grew up in Canada, uh, it's it's not a big stronghold in the schools, you know, where it really should be, because then you've got this responsibility as a 17, 18 year old leaving the high school, secondary school, and all of a sudden you got to pay taxes, you have no idea how to pay the taxes, you are eligible for a credit card, you have no idea like, what an APR is, you know, what are different ways, because there are different strategies, you know, to be able to pay that credit card if you get into some sort of debt, you know, or different ways to actually understand whether you should take out a specific loan or what kinds of loan may be more appropriate depending upon the purchase that you're trying to take you know so that really a good foundation of that definitely in my opinion should start from when one is a child now the yep. the point at hand here is at what age do we start you know some people say like i'm going to be honest with you i'm already teaching trying to teach my kids about money you know not so much yep. about money specifically but i'm trying to teach them about value i'll give you an example um this is like three, four days ago. It doesn't matter. Three or four days ago, right? Uh, my boy loves, uh, <clears throat> I've got a boy and a girl, right? The twins are going to be three soon. Nice. Um, so they love, yeah, no, they're amazing. They they really enjoy puzzles, right? And they and my boy likes trains a lot, right? So he was playing with a train and I said, hey, can I see? He's like, no, my train. I was like, okay, I'll give you this box of puzzles for it, right? And he's like, no. So then I brought a second box of puzzles, right? And he still said, no, then I brought a third box of puzzles. These were all new boxes of puzzles that he hadn't seen before. And on the third one, he was going to accept it. And I said, are you sure that you want to accept this? And he's thinking about it. And I know he doesn't quite understand it, but I just threw the word out there anyway. I was like, how much do you value this train? 
in comparison to these three different boxes of puzzles. Now, one may say is like, well, you're going way too quick. I'm not, I'm not trying to force. I don't feel I'm trying to force anything. I just want to bring the topic out from my early age to get the understanding of what value is, not just in the money, not, not just in a spiritual sense, if I may, but also in a monetary sense, you know, how it is that we value things in general. Uh, how about you? What do you think? Uh, when, when would be a good time to start teaching these kids out here in these streets? <laughs> that's uh, a good buddy of mine says uh, about money and that's that's and that's, that's a good question. Uh, as I say, I I I was fun uh, on site and savings from since I was a little kid because I don't know for some reason I felt like that's the best way to do. Um, probably that's the topic of delayed gratification, right? But we can get there later. Uh, uh, in general, I think any age is good to talk kids about financing now, how we do it. I mean, I'm not an expert. Um, I I don't have, you know, the proper credits to talk about kids, but I feel like if all the experts get together on how to teach kids about financing, I'm pretty sure we're going to come up with a really, really good um class of financing from any age right any age for me it's 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 good to teach like you say values prices delayed gratification like saving for for the future um like it's the same with candy like if you get kids candy don't eat don't eat them all today right you save a little bit for later because you're gonna have more candy in the future so you, My kids don't eat candy, but they love yogurt. And I tell them, don't take the big bites. You know, take little bites so it takes a, <laughs> it takes a little longer. There's no chance. They're just, ah. <laughs> but I yeah. feel like you guys But yeah, exactly. That's the point. So we need to kind of also, also show the children that we need to save for the future. And there's so many tricks to do it, like with candy, with sugar, with your kids. But somehow we need to let, show them too. And and then as soon as the age comes, we also need to show children or told them about investing uh i think there in general there are uh several topics that are key from for from the uh financing perspective that we need to talk in every family and i think it's debts how do you get in debt it's a good debt or a bad debt um income like how, how do you make money uh, as a first thing you need to like you need to show your kids uh, you know in order for him to get that train you need to make money and for 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 us to make money you need to work and what is work right so we're gonna show them like you can give them tasks and it's like okay your work is gonna be clean your your bedroom and you know get all your toys and organize your toys and then you're gonna get some money and then with that money you can buy candy or jugger or whatever you want so we can show them that we can show them about or, savings or reinvest it or reinvest it, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buy a, a, I don't know, a vacuum so you, your cleaning is easier, and mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that. But yeah, uh, in general. No, uh, but really, yeah, like I, I think that's a great, ex- great example. To be honest, you know, start thinking about it that way. How is it that you're going to, in a sense, just make your life easier, or maybe even automate the mundane tasks like buy a vacuum so that you don't have to be there with a the boom on top of a carpet for example or start picking it up with your hands you know utilize technology to your yep. advantage in a sense sorry i know i cut you off but i think that was a really good example to be honest yeah and 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 that's um that's an example but we also need to talk about bank banking we know we also need to talk about credit and debit cards 
And we also need to talk about taxes because every society in this world that I know have taxes. Someone are higher, someone are lower, but they do have taxes. And that's something that we need to learn. I didn't, I have no idea about taxes at all. And when I came here to US is when I started understanding what taxes, taxes were and, and I still don't know because it's really hard topics. That's when you need more help with because there are people that specializes in that specific topic. So we need to go to that people. We cannot be shy about that. But you need to reach out and you need to ask questions because either way you make uh, take, uh, I mean, you can make a fraud on taxes without you even knowing. So you better know what the taxes are and what to do in those cases. So it's good to be informed. So I think those topics are really, really important on, on any household. And we need to make sure that we touch. Yeah, there are a couple of countries, uh, just to add a side note there, that don't have taxes. Um, now, I know they don't have income tax. Like also some states in the United States, there's no income tax. Like I think Alaska, I think Florida, there's no income tax, right? Is that correct? Uh, Florida, Texas doesn't have income taxes. I said probably a few oh, more. Texas. Yeah, no, I, I know Alaska for sure and Washington and the other W, uh, Wyoming. I know they, they don't have income tax. Nonetheless, I, I think, um, for example, Venezuela doesn't have income tax. Uh, Costa Rica, I know, is one that doesn't have income tax. Now, I don't know if it's just income tax or like all no taxes at all. It would actually be a fun little tidbit to look up. But yeah, no. Like, no taxes that like, you rough, know. Because... That I know of. Yeah, There's several ways to tax people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, no, we, we, sure. we like to say that inflation is a tax too. That we are paying in a sense well yeah, yeah why not i mean if, if everything's going up in price then you are paying a little bit more for it right so it is a it's it's an argument that's without a doubt but no as um what was that book was it um was it rich that poor that actually that stated yeah i think it was uh that stated that the taxman is the number one you know what i mean that's the one that's going to take the biggest piece of your pie so understanding yeah. taxes is a big big part of actually keeping the money that you make because there's two concepts here that people get sometimes in my opinion a little misconstrued yeah you might make a whole lot of money but how much money do you keep at the end that's what's exactly. really counting in a sense you know like no pun intended yep. like that's that's really what it matters because if a whole lot of it is going to your expenses and your taxes you're only keeping like five ten percent then are you really making that much money or are you spending a lot of time to end up with just a small fraction of what you're actually producing, whether that's your salary or other income um, matters. But no, definitely. Um, taxes is actually something on the personal level that I'm also trying to just learn a little more. I do for, for my two companies, I use, uh, I use an accounting firm, um, which for legal reasons, I'm not sure if I, if I can state it right now. Um, I don't want to touch up on that. But yeah, I do use an accounting firm that helps me out with that. Um, but it is something that I'm personally, I'm just trying to learn a little more. Like, I don't want to be a tax man or whatnot. Like, I'm not trying to be like accounting for or whatnot, but just to understand taxes overall more, like the ins and outs to, to be able to use to my advantage, especially with my businesses, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> also learning about like tax-free accounts, for example, like different countries. Uh, for example, here in the United Kingdom, there's uh, an account called the ISO, right? Which you, you, the government allows you to put annually 20,000 pounds, Right. And that's tax free as opposed to, you know, usually uh, if you have stocks or, you know, some other sorts of assets, you know, like you're going to have your uh, help me out here. I've just gone on a mental block. What's the tax that you get on stocks? It's your. Um, it's, Jesus it's, Christ. It's your gain no, tax. No, no. 
your capital gains. Thank capital you. Gains your capital tax. gains tax. Yeah, but yeah. this, this, for example, with the ISO, ISO, and I know there's a couple as well in the United States that people can take advantage of, but you need to learn about it. And then not just learn about it, make use of it as well. Because one thing, understand, understanding that it exists and then actually going ahead, putting the money in. You know, because yep. here we're thinking about we're thinking about that long-term investor in a sense, right? Which honestly, yep. these days, that's all I'm about. I, I am not even trying to pretend like I can pick out companies like Needle and Haystack. I'm not even. I'm just kind of my whole mind right now is just concentrated on the long term. And when I say long term, I'm thinking 10, 20 years. So if I can teach my kids from now that they're gonna be close to three. Uh, they're very close to three. They're going to be three years old soon. If I can start teaching them that now, so by the time they're 10, they under, they've got like, you know, a good understanding of what an income is and expenses and asset and liability, then I think at least for them, I've done a great part, you know what I mean? In putting them in the right track. They can go figure out how it is that they're going to do, make their money and make their wealth, et cetera, but at least set them on the right path, you know, the, the basic yeah. building blocks so that they can actually grow from there. No, yeah, that's that's a good idea. I agree with you there. I don't have kids yet, but when I get them, I'm I'm planning to do the same. And and it's like if I don't get them on a school that they teach them their finances, because I know there are good private schools that teach finances to kids. And if I cannot get them there, I still need to show them what it is. I mean, at least all I know. If I don't know, we can research together and 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 that probably could be a fun a fun activity with your kids. You know, let's research about taxes and let's learn a little bit and mm -hmm. learn together. And that might be a good activity to do with them. Uh, maybe I like it's not that learning that, together. I like that, that boring when you're kind of sharing. Hey, what you found? Oh, I found this. Okay, perfect. Oh, let's see what I found. I'm share share thoughts. Probably when they're a little bit. Uh, bigger you know a little bit older not that young but also we can read books like i did this with my brother because i have two brothers which are one it's um uh 17 years or 18 years old and it's kind of like out there and i was like okay let's do this you really love uh skating and you want a skater board and and i'm gonna get you one if you read reach that poor dad and you let me know that you understand what this what it says and i'm gonna talk to you about that book and if you did understand then i'm gonna get you that uh skateboard and I'll, i'm gonna be sending that to you so it kind of it's a rewarding an investment but it's also good for them it's a full-out investment that's the best investment to be it's honest. a win-win for them because I, I believe that's one of the best book at least for starting on these financing topics it's a good book to open your mind regarding financing in general so it's a good book to read with younger kids i mean probably 10 12 a little bit more but uh, any age in general but if you're gonna start with kids, I think it's it's better if they know a little bit more before you get that that book to them. But yeah, I think that's actually a pretty good time for our next topic. Um, excuse me, I should say our next episode. You know, we should actually touch up on that and perhaps even on some of the other books that we've been uh, just reading through lately. Because I have been on an audiobook tip lately, and I'm loving it. You know, even when I'm working out now, I don't know what's gotten into me. I've replaced the music with just learning about life in my audiobooks, and it gets me going. So I love it. But yeah, we should definitely touch up on it. Yeah, we definitely should touch up that. And I love what you say because that's, again, my strategy too. Though I do 50-50. I start like a podcast or a book. And then after half hour or so, I change to music. And then I continue my workout. And I, I end my workout with music. Um, But yeah, I love that. I 
and when I driving or anything, I put an audiobook or or a podcast, and I love that strategy. So, what do you think about today's episode? I think it was great. I love that we talked about um how to teach kids uh, on the future about financing because I don't have kids and I would love to uh, you know get them on the idea and how to get naked financially. I think that's in important. We should get naked financially with our partners. What do you think? Love that expression. I think that's the main takeaway from this whole episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I love it. No, but we did touch up, touch up on quite a bit of stuff. Um, having, well, the fact that there's a huge argument out there that, you know, marriage is your biggest financial decision. Uh, we've spoken about why it's taboo in society um, to have these financial conversations. How do we open up financial conversations, not just with the partners, but with others that may help us not, not only get out of debt, but also increase our wealth. Um, the importance of finances in society in general, how our structure currently does not seem to prepare us for what is coming when you come out of secondary school, for example. So yeah, definitely touched up on quite a bit of stuff, including, of course, one of the biggest bad boys out there, taxes. So no, it's actually been a pretty good episode. I've definitely enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, as always, uh, we thank you all for listening, all for your participation, and above all, thank you for your time. Yeah. And also, we might as well mention, um, take the opportunity to invite everyone to our next episode. Please don't forget to join us wherever, whichever platform you are listening to this on. If it's on YouTube, give us a little like. That would go a long way. If it's on, you know, Spotify or whatnot leave us a little review. That would be simply amazing. We want to make this really good for all of you guys. And the only way that we can actually provide value is by understanding what people are looking for. So we really appreciate your time, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time.